You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers Monday edition. I hope everybody had a fantastic weekend. We're going to be talking Aaron Banks, the 49ers second round offensive lineman. You probably know my thoughts on Banks. I did a full podcast on a scouting report about the 49ers newest, probably starting right guard in week one. We'll still have, I'm going to compare notes with Eric Crocker. So we'll see what Croc thinks about Aaron Banks and how he might fit into the 49ers offensive line we did running backs last week we'll continue to get to some other rookies and preview training camp and project out uh, the 53 man roster and all of those things as we are officially croc one month out from the start of training camp so we we are one month away now from players hitting the field and starting to practice i do want to let everybody know that this episode is brought to you by rock auto amazing selection Reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. BDP Cock on Twitter is where you can find me. At Eric underscore Crocker is where you can find my co-host. And Croc, we did a little green room on Friday. Had some people live shouting questions at us. It was going to be a podcast. The audio wasn't great, so it didn't end up being the podcast. So I guess you just had to be there. But maybe we'll, we'll touch on some of those subjects today. But that was a lot of fun. I like doing the live thing. I, I hope we can do more of that. Yeah, it was always fun to, to get the people involved that are, you know, daily listeners and, you know, kind of, I don't want to say fans of us, but, you know, people that are, involved in, in in our content and everything and give their their advice and I, and I feel like that gives everybody a, a voice you know being able to join in on the green room and kind of get a live reaction from us you know be able to uh, ask questions live so I always like doing those things and hopefully they can get the audio in check and that was one thing with the locker room like with the locker room app they had the desktop version with how they did it it kind of synced both things together and I was able to use my my mic and everything set up, we had to use our, you know, I use my iPhone and plug yeah. in my headphones and we kind of sounded like we were talking on phones. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded like you're on phones, which is cool for chatting and hanging out, but it's not as good for podcasts. And I take pride in my podcast audio. So that one wasn't going to work for podcasts, but shout out to everybody that was in the room with us. And we'll talk about some of those subjects on today's program here. And, and Hey, don't sell yourself short croc, by the way, there's, there are folks out there that are Eric Crocker fans. And I want to shout you out because, I mean, it's been less than a month here. Numbers are good. And suddenly Twitter's like, oh, man, you got a, a legit co-host like Eric Crocker. We're going to go ahead and verify you now. So now, now we're two <laughs> verified Twitter folks coming at you hosting Locked On 49ers here. Hey, this is your 49ers verified show. That's what this is. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I was tired of having two different podcasts. You and Williamson both verified, and I'm sitting over here on Twitter like, come on, man, you got to give me that blue check. <laughs> uh, and, and so finally they decided, yeah. It was the what? triple. Yeah. Oh, it, was the, it was the softball triple. Yeah, softball started yeah. up. Uh, I even had the – I'm such an old guy now. I got a knee brace and ankle brace on the same side now because of my oh. basketball incident where I turned my ankle and sprained it. I'm a few weeks out, you know, 85% maybe right now. Started to feel pretty good. A couple of ibuprofen out yeah. there running around a little but bit. But you would felt still nice. show up on the injury report for the week. I was on the injury report for sure. Yeah, game time, like like uh, questionable probably, probable maybe yeah. one of those. But uh, showed up and going lefty because it's easier on my ankle. I took some BP right-handed and it kind of tweaked my ankle a little bit. So I had to go lefty. I'm a switch hitter, luckily. And so um, shooting gappers. 
was able to to sneak around the bases for a triple, and I think maybe some of the Twitter folks were there seeing that possibly, and were like, you know what, this guy's legit. We gotta we gotta verify this dude. <laughs> Listen, I played basketball last night with with my son and a bunch of guys at the city park, and I used to really pride myself on being Crocky Westbrook. That was what I called myself. I mean, I was a, a slasher. I was athletic. Jumper is not great. All right. But I can knock down some, I'll knock down some threes if you really just leave me open or if I take enough shots. But I, I'm definitely more of a slasher, facilitator, high effort guy. Well, since I turned 34 and after playing last night, I realized I am no longer Crocky Westbrook. I don't have that type of pure athleticism anymore. I'm more like Draymond Green, where <laughs> okay, I like it. I, I have a tough time scoring. I still give you max effort on defense, tremendous rebounder. I, I can do all those things, the little things, tap balls out, you know, when shots go up and I'm tapping them back to the three-point line, like things like that. But, oh, man, I mean, it, it, it went kind of fast. So now I'm motivated to get back to Crocky Westbrook. There are a few times where a couple years ago I would have dunked, and last night, I mean, I was trying to lay it up. Then my legs were dead. Then I'm missing layups. It, it was terrible. It was terrible. Yeah, it's, uh, it's funny because I had a similar thing where um, I, and I'm taller than you, so it's a lot easier, but, you know, I could throw uh, alley-oops off the backboard myself and dunk it, you know, in my, in my prime, my early 20s. And I was like, oh, man, when I turn 30, I want to be, I'm going to go out on my 30th birthday. I went out and I want to make sure I can still dunk. I was like, I can still dunk. It wasn't pretty, but I could still get it down, you know? And I was like, okay, I want to be able to do that when I'm 40. And it's like, I don't know when it happened, but it's never happening again. Like that, at some <laughs> point after 30, it stopped being able to happen. And I don't know, I can't pinpoint the exact time, but yeah, though, those days are definitely over. I can still run the floor okay, but man, um, like the, the hops, the explosiveness, the lateral quicks are all just going away so much. And so, um, luckily, I think that's why my best sport is still baseball, playing softball, because there's not as yeah. much lateral movement necessary but i can still open it up in the outfield and go run down a ball if i need to i can still run around the bases and i can still hit so i should be able to be good on that for a while even if i end up being a first baseman there is the one guy he's like a former nba player every year on his birthday he dunks and he's like 64 years old now or something like that but he dunks every year on his birthday he gets up there and and dunks and he's he's still dunking he's old he ain't getting much air so he must be kind of tall <laughs> yeah probably like six ten or something like that but I I think I probably I need to just get back into better shape maybe work on a little bit I could probably get it down one more time and then notch that forty at some point and then be be done yeah. forever I think that's that's maybe <laughs> my goal and I need to man the, the pandemic wasn't kind I saw something somewhere. The average person lost 37 pounds during or gained 37 pounds, at least Americans, wow. 37 pounds during the pandemic. It made me feel a little bit better. I was like, oh, my 15 doesn't look so bad, I guess. That's a lot. That's crazy, right? Wow. I got to tell my wife about that. Or 27 or 37. It was a lot. So, yeah, uh, luckily I'm better than than the average American as far as how much weight no. I've gained. Croc, you look like you're in good shape, though, man. Uh, looks can be deceiving. <laughs> I look like I'm in good shape, but I'm I'm not. And last night it was like, okay, I got three games in me, and I'm done. There's no more running. And we only played half court, and I still got gassed. <laughs> you know who's in good shape still, but did not, unfortunately, qualify for the Olympics in the long jump. That is former 49ers wide receiver Marquise Goodwin, and uh, kind of didn't play for the Eagles after he was sent there last year. He signed with the Bears, I believe, this off season. And his best jump, which, uh, if I'm not mistaken, is still crazy long jump, was 24 feet 10 inches in the log jump, which was good enough for only 19th and only the top 12 
moved on to the finals to try to qualify for the Olympics. So pretty darn good showing for Marquis Goodwin, but he will not represent the USA in the Olympics this year. There were a lot of people that were surprised that he was doing long jump. They're like, wait a minute. I, we thought he was an Olympic sprinter. And I'm like, no, like the whole time he wasn't a quote unquote Olympic long jumper. Or, you know, he was trying to qualify for that. He was never a sprinter, even though he obviously Crazy extremely fast. fast. Yeah. I believe he won the contest with Ocho Cinco and all those guys yeah. that they put on. The don't race think he for a million dollars or whatever it was. Yeah, I don't think he ever got paid. And not but get paid. <laughs> he, he won the event. He still has those bragging rights, being the yeah. fastest man in the NFL, at least at that time. And now, yeah, he went out there to do his long jumping thing, but unfortunately didn't qualify. But it's it's cool to at least – you know, just be on that stage and be able to compete in, you know, a sport that you don't train for year round. No, absolutely. It's pretty amazing what he was able to do there. It was impressive what DK Metcalf did. We never really talked about that. That was before you jumped on as co-host here. Like the way he like people were like, oh, yeah, see, he lost. It was like I, The way I saw that was like, holy crap, dude. Good showing. I was blown away by what DK was able to do at his size with those legit Olympic sprinters. Yeah, well, ran in the 10 threes, which is what I actually expected. I actually tweeted out someone was like, what do you think he's going to run? I was like, ah, probably about 10-3 because he has a really good stride. He's a powerful, powerful uh, runner where he, you could tell he kind of, I don't want to say messed up, but he wasn't able to hold that long speed. Uh, probably a lot of it had to do with his weight, you know, just being that heavy, moving that amount of weight for that long distance period of time, you know, 100 meters, talking about that's over a football field length and trying to hold your max speed. Didn't think he would be able to do that extremely well, but I bet if he trained for it year round and dropped some weight, we could see him definitely be a 10 flat type guy and someone that potentially could qualify for the Olympics, but powerful runner, man, powerful. Absolutely, yeah, and I I saw some people that are into sprinting were talking about how amazing it was and – like you know uh yeah the stamina and like how much oxygen is in your blood and like all these different things you have to do that he didn't have time to prepare his body for because obviously he's a football player so but dude's fast and props (laughs) to him for for trying to do it and putting himself out there because a lot of people talk a lot of smack about how fast they are they wouldn't have gone out there and run with those dudes yeah man I, i definitely wouldn't all right, let's get into Aaron Banks, do the scouting report there. There's a couple of Twitter questions I want to hit on today's program as well. I think we'll talk wide receivers on tomorrow's show. But, Croc, really quick here, I want to talk about Bet Online. They are the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Obviously, the NFL season is over, but there are futures there and, and NFL props you can get in on. There's NBA and NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball going all summer long, reality TV and table games and poker and so many of those things. But, Croc, I want to run this one by you really quick here. So the best odds for the 49ers for finishing this year is second. They're 2-1 to one to finish second place in the NFC West. They're about pretty similar for first, second, or third. Next is first place, then third place at 2.5-1, to one, then fourth place is 5-1. to one. So it's odd that the Niners, the, the best odds is if you were betting, uh, the worst odds for where they will finish, 5-1 to one odds to finish where they finished last year. So obviously Vegas and the betters and, and smart folks out there don't think the 49ers are going to finish fourth again. But looking at the rest of the odds for the other teams in the NFC West, Rams are the favorite to be first, Niners favorite to be second, Seahawks favorite to be third, and the Cardinals favorite to be fourth. Do you think they have that right preseason? Is that how you would bet it as of now? I think they probably have it right. But what you want to do is actually take the long shot, right? Like you want to take like, what is the good bet? What's going to make me the most money? So 
okay, I, I cannot think that the 49ers are going to finish fourth in the division, but if I can lay down, you know, a hundred dollars and win what 500 or, you know, whatever it is, then that's, you know, it's like, all right, you know, I'll, I'll throw a hundred dollars at that and see what that lands me at the end of the year. Yeah. And I think maybe the best bets then would be something like Seahawks or Cardinals for finishing first, first, just because of how tight the division is. If you're going to get best odds on those teams finishing first, then maybe that's the direction I would go if I was putting money on a team to finish first. Definitely because Seahawks. I have no idea I mean, how should, this is going to end. The, the Seahawks win the division every year. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you? <laughs> should definitely not be surprised if the Seahawks go win the NFC West again. Right. Even though I think we're all hoping that does not happen. Go to betonline.ag, mobile device, or your desktop computer. Use promo code Locked On. You can receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That is promo code Locked On at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Big Aaron Banks. When we talked a lot about this off the air, and you sent me some clips with Aaron Banks, and I'm fascinated to hear how you feel about him. And I've already talked about him a lot, and, and I want to talk a little bit more about Aaron Banks now that I've seen him a little bit more. And I, I have a pretty good feeling about what kind of a player he is and how he fits into the 49ers. Pro Football Focus gave him really good grades, just like Trey Sermon on outside zone plays. Like, you know, seems like a scheme fit when you look at those things, and you watch him play, and he gets the job done. But as a top 50 pick, Croc, is getting the job done enough? What did you see from Aaron Banks, the prospect, when you put on the film? Well, was interesting. The first thing that I noticed was how big he was. So my, my first note is actually, it just says huge. And that's what he looks like <laughs> when he's getting in the stance or just when you see him next to his like teammates. Like, gosh, this is a big, wide dude. So that, that was the first thing I noticed right away. And then the second thing I noticed was, he does a good job of really just not getting pushed back. You said, you know, doing his job, right? Like guys trying to beat him. He's, he does a really good job of just really just being like a big wall right there, being able to wall off defenders. And, you know, I, I don't know like the offensive line lingo, but I would say maybe he has a good anchor, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it, it was really cool seeing that. But then the next things that I kind of noticed, I don't want to say were worrisome, but very interesting. I did not think that he was the most agile or nimble guy. And for the Kyle Shanahan system, I know you've kind of told me, but you know, me looking at, uh, you know, doing the, the, the mock draft simulators and all that. Anytime I see like this big office alignment, I'm like, oh, nope, not a 49er guy, uh, mm -hmm. not a 49er guy. I'm always looking for the six, five, 305 pound type guy. Like that's always what I'm looking for. He's obviously much bigger than that. And when you listen to Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch talk about them, they made it seem like they're looking for a specific skill set, not so much size. And that although he is much larger, he fits their movement skills that they ideally want to covet. I did not see that on film. I didn't see the movement skills. Uh, he wasn't very nimble, Was didn't move extremely well in space, in my opinion, I, I saw several times where guys maybe gave him a couple moves and instead of like moving his feet, sliding left, sliding right, you know, and it looking really pretty, he just would grab a guy. <laughs> and I saw a few times where he would pull and just miss guys. I mean, it. I was actually kind of caught off guard with how much he kind of lacked from a movement skills standpoint in space, especially for an offense to my knowledge that kind of requires requires your lineman 
to be able to move extremely well. Now, again, when it's right there in front of him, I thought he did a really good job getting hands on. Once he got his hands on, he was going to maul you. He is a big mauler. When you're when you're looking for when you're scouting on Madden, they have like certain linemen and it's like big mauler. Like he's that. He is a big mauler. He'll get on you and he'll drive you back sometimes. Those things. I didn't think he, he was really like overly nasty with his finishes, but just big offensive lineman gets his hands on you, not moving back. So if the 49ers wanted a guy that they don't want uh, an offensive lineman or a guard getting pushed back into their quarterback's lap, he is that guy. Like that's who he is. He's going to do a tremendous job still mating guys. But if you want him to move consistently, I did not see him as being that guy. Now, I could be wrong because I tweeted out that we were coming on and talking about him today, and a lot of the responses I got were very good, really good. He's he's a stud. He's very athletic. I just didn't see a whole lot of that, at least in the games I watched. Maybe I just have to watch more. Yeah, I'm looking at the tweet you sent out here. Omar says, big as hell and athletic, low-key pancaked me in high school. So Yeah. Uh, oh, I mean... Uh, Pancake, I don't know how good Omar was. Uh, I don't know if you know Omar, but um, I don't know if pancaking Omar makes you a top 50 pick uh, in the NFL draft automatically. <laughs> but uh, no, I love that. That was that was really funny. But yeah, and so, yeah. see, I saw so many of the same things. So I'm, I don't, I, I'm glad I'm not like taking crazy pills over here because I saw the exact same stuff. And, and I sent talk- you the clips. Yeah, you sent me some of the clips. I'm like, I'm laughing in one of them. Like, I (laughs) I heard you laughing. This is almost common. There was a couple where the movement skills were not even at the minimum standards you'd be looking for and what you would expect a Kyle Shanahan offensive lineman to be. And he's not the type that's going to get out there on the second level, hit moving targets, hit linebackers, and stuff like that. But generally, positionally blocking and getting to his assignments, he did pretty well. But you sent me a few that were, it was like, oh, okay, that's not great. That's not what. And and I've talked about this before. I'm a scouting department of one when I'm going through stuff and I'm going through prospects and you're kind of looking at guys, it's like speed dating, you know, or it's looking like a, it's like a dating app. I'm swiping left I'm swiping right. And Aaron Banks is one of those. I, I swiped. I don't even know which direction it is. Cause I've, to be honest, never used one of those dating apps. Um, mm-hmm. But I swiped in the direction of, nah, that's not it. I don't think that's what the 49ers are going to be looking for because I, I didn't see the, the plus movement skills. And yeah, he's so big too. And he's he's got pretty good feet for how big he is, but that's as that's as much as I'd be willing to say about his athleticism. Is he moves pretty well? He's got pretty good feet for how big he is for his size. But versus other linemen, he he does not have great movement skills, and I think it's not surprising that the 49ers are having him slim down a little bit, and trying to have him lose a little bit of weight because I think they want to make sure he stays at that minimum level of athleticism. And I think they're probably in some cases going to have to scheme around him because he's not the guy you want out in front leading the charge and 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 trying to you know on screens or you know outside zone runs trying to get out and hit people on the next level. That's just not his game, even though he does obviously have some strengths. Yeah. I think, again, a lot of things he does very well, especially when it's right there in front of him. Even when he has to, like him passing off guys, I think he does that extremely well, like where he's blocking, you know, the guy in front of him and then they do like a stunt or a twist. He does a really good job of passing guys off and still getting his hands on and really start, you know, standing up guys right there at the line of scrimmage. He does all that extremely well. It's just the movement things that worry me. And with the 49ers being such a, Office alignment where everything is kind of like one unit moving at the same time in unison, being able to like maybe maybe a guy is 
slightly outside of you, but you have to beat him to a spot and get him turned around. Like those were the things where I'm like, man, he might have a little bit of issues being able to consistently do those things, at least at whatever weight he was playing at, at that time. Again, you spoke about possibly kind of, you know, slimming down a little bit or so they can get like that minimum level athleticism, at least that they ideally would want. But what I saw, and I could be wrong again, I'm going to watch more film. And if, if I watch more film and see something different, maybe I'll, you know, come back on here and say, okay, I was wrong. But as far as what I, I've seen so far, it was a little bit less than ideal if I'm noticing it to the standard I am. Now, maybe at guard, you don't have to move at that all that well. You know, maybe at guard, you know, you don't you don't have to look like a, a Mike McGlinchey in space because I think he does well at times in space. But I think just in general, uh, it was a little underwhelming with how I felt like he moved kind of getting out. Yep, I saw a lot of the same. Uh, some more notes on Aaron Banks, the prospects, strengths, weaknesses, uh, some notes on his hoops game as well and then we'll take a couple questions from twitter coming up on this monday edition of lockdown 49ers starting to realize that there's no bad time to enjoy a built bar it's how i started my day today did not have a lot of time before i had to hit record and get working if you are low on time you want a healthy snack you need to replace a quick meal maybe you can't do much better than a low sugar low calorie high protein high fiber snack that tastes awesome and to make it even tastier i'll tell you how you can get 15 percent off your next box of built bars built bars are great for the health conscious folks out there uh, lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat it's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and even great for a keto diet that peanut butter flavor 19 grams of protein only 180 calories and five grams of sugar cookies and cream 17 grams of protein only 130 calories and four grams of sugar. So go to builtbar.com, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off your next box of Built Bars at builtbar.com. However in-depth with repairs you can and would like to get at home with your vehicle, rockauto.com allows you to do so. Or just the staples, the things that everybody needs. Jumper cables. Do you not have jumper cables in your car? Go get some at rockauto.com. Engine parts, brake parts, oil, whatever you need, rockauto.com has it, and they have reliably low prices, such an amazing selection. Go to rockauto.com. You will be blown away by the selection they have on any vehicle you could imagine. I'm scrolling rockauto.com. It goes all the way down to 1909 Model Ts. Yes, they have parts for that. It's crazy. So fix up that old car, keep your new car running smooth, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car or truck will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. It's funny that the first note you you put down was huge when you started watching him, and I thought the same. And when you see from the sideline angle too, there was, there was I would start laughing one time, there was a clip of him, and I think flexibility might be an issue too. Um, I don't know if he's the heavy-legged waist bender that... Mike Mayock used to always talk about when he's breaking down offensive line prospects. I, I think he is nimble. People call him a dancing bear. Uh, he is somewhat nimble, good feet for his size. But I do worry about some flexibility and just seeing him line up with his teammates 
his butt is like six, six inches higher than everybody else's on the line, you know, just because he's so big. And it also looks like he might not have that easy of a time getting down and getting low. And you see him in space and some of that movement is the first couple of steps are fine. He's in the right spot. But if he has to extend or he has to get somewhere a little bit further, that's where you see him start to lumber a little bit and you see it more difficult for him to move. So I think for him to play at his best, the 49ers need to have him in a situation where he doesn't have to move far, but he can move a little bit, positionally block. And I think to me, in a lot of ways, maybe it's telling us that the 49ers are starting to worry a little bit less about how uh, an offensive lineman gets out and blocks a linebacker on the second level. They want a little bit of a safer player now. They want a player that they, first of all, He's got a great injury history. They want a player who's going to be on the field. They got a pl- they want a player who's not going to be pushed back into their quarterback's lap, especially their young the rookie quarterback's lap that they're trying to develop. They want to have a pocket, and they want to be able to get some short, tough yards. So maybe they're telling us more about what they want in offensive linemen, more so than they're telling us that Aaron Banks fits this thing that we think that Kyle Shanahan is looking for. Well, the interesting, interesting thing is that you said PFF ranked him high in an outside zone scheme. Right? Is that what yeah, you had said? Yeah, he, he ranked high in, in blocking outside zone plays. See, that's that's interesting to me. To me, he looks ideal for like a drop back passing system. Mm-hmm. Like he looked like that type of guy where I, I would feel extremely comfortable if I had to drop back 40 times a game and I just want a guy that's gonna still make the guy at the line of scrimmage and throw the ball around, he's he'd be good there. Like a team like uh Buffalo who kind of at times will just disregard the run game or Kansas city, both teams, right? Buffalo, Kansas city. They don't even care about running the ball at times. They just want to throw the ball all around. He'd be really good at that because like, Hey, I don't got to move that much. Let me just get into my little kickstand, my stance and everything. And boom, get hands on, get set up and everything and pass protect. Great. Good job. Does that well. But I saw him at times falling. It was like, if he, if he had to give that extra, little bit of athleticism to get to a spot, but he didn't have it. He would just like fall on the ground. Yeah, it wasn't. And I saw happen. that happen several <laughs> times in the game. Yeah, absolutely. A one speed guy. And yeah, he had to get that extra reach. He couldn't get there. If uh, there was a play you sent me with, I think it was a blitzer. And so he uh, Banks started to the right, maybe looking for a pass block. And then he had to come back to his left. And it was a, a smaller, speedier blitzer pass rusher. And he just couldn't get there. And the guy beat him pretty easily. So there's some of those things that you see on tape. So I do question the movement skills with Aaron Banks. And so uh, I'm glad I'm not crazy looking at that. And, you know, we've spent a lot of time talking about that one negative of movement skills. But it's just it's just so surprising that that's a guy that they would like that much to draft as high as they did in the top 50. You know, the top half of round two, that was a high draft pick for this player. Right. And I understand. I get the, I get the pick from a... Uh, I guess, value standpoint or just kind of what they were thinking, right? Like office alignment, we really need a guard. But after watching, I'm like, man, did they reach for that guard? Could they have drafted a guy like Terrace Marshall or Asante Samuel, who to me just, you know, look like they're probably going to be better pros. I could be wrong, but Terrace Marshall, man, I mean, maybe they weren't in the market for that type of receiver, but you passed on this 6'3", 200-pound, 4'3", running receiver that can line up all over the place and run routes and win vertically for a guy who looks a little one-dimensional as an offensive lineman. I could be wrong. I could be really hard on being hard on him. But that was just what I saw. I, I wish I would have seen something that looked more like, okay, maybe it's not like great, but he is just getting there. Because I did notice, too, 
Ah oh, man, I, I would like to see him really crush guys. Really, and that was one of the things that they highlighted in you know when he was drafted. Oh, he's a physical, he's pancaking guys, and then they showed all his highlights, and he didn't do any of that in any of his <laughs> in any of the clips that they showed. And then I watch it today, and I see a lot of the same that they show in the highlights, where it's just like, okay, guys in front of him does a good job blocking them, but man, him moving, it it was a little worrisome, at, at least. For for me, and you know the measure only because of the offense that he's going to, which it seems like they've valued that aspect of offensive alignment game so much. Even guys like Brunskill, uh, Garland, like these guys were getting out of there, moving and and running downfield. Was it Ben Garland that got called for uh, an uh, an illegal block? Like fifteen, like the play was dead, but he was like fifteen yards downfield and cut <laughs> a guy. Like that's what I'm. Uh, who is it? A uh, uh, um, Mike McGlinchey running like 40 yards downfield, yeah. still blocking guys. I'm used to seeing those type of guys with the 49ers in space, and he is not that guy. Yeah, Richburg doesn't even weigh 300 pounds, I don't think. And and the the undersized athletic offensive lineman, that's what you picture when it comes to that offense and, and that scheme and, and 49ers offensive lineman. Yeah, you know, it's funny with McGlinchey, both coming from Notre Dame, they're exact opposites because McGlinchey has the trouble anchoring and is really good getting out and blocking on the move. And Banks has less uh, tr- problems and zero problems really anchoring in the guy in front of him, but getting out and and um, and and hitting people on the move is his biggest weakness that I saw. Um, one of the things that I found interesting was former 49ers GM Scott McClune, who still uh, consults for some teams. And after the draft, he talked about the 49ers draft picks. He called him. He said he had him as a. He said he liked him. Said he had him as a third down prospect or something like that. And he said he was a technique survivor. And I thought that was a really interesting couple of words for Aaron Banks. And it made complete sense when I heard him say that, a technique survivor. And that doesn't speak to a top 50 pick. And it doesn't speak to somebody who's going to uh, go out athletically and dominate guys. Uh, a technique survivor is almost like a put down in a way. But I was like, I get what you're saying, Scott. Yeah. I get, I understand where you're at here. And I just want to make one more quick note here. From the measurable standpoint, uh, if you don't believe Croc or my eyeballs when it comes to Aaron Banks and his athleticism, if you compare him to other prospects coming out of the draft at guard since around the year 2000, according to Mock Draftable, he's only above 50 percentile of those linemen, of those guards, just guards, with height, weight, wingspan, hand size, so all size, uh, and vertical jump. So of the athletic testing numbers, the vertical jump was really the only thing that stood out 31 inches as being solid. Former Hooper, former basketball player, and uh, I saw some clips recently of him playing basketball. He had serious big man game inside, so that's probably where his footwork comes from. And and he was nice inside, had some soft hands, and was going up against some guys much taller than him. And uh, there's a good article from David Lombardi of The Athletic about his El Cerrito hooping days and, and he was rock solid there so nice vertical jump there but against other offensive linemen uh, athletically yeah even the numbers bear it out and those are pro day numbers going against other guys combine numbers combine numbers which are yeah be even uh, even better at a pro day than combine so yeah i think i i think i feel pretty good about where we're at with aaron banks and uh, i think we've uh, now that you've independently looked at him and i didn't have any influence on you for that unless you listen to my pod um, then 
I think we both see this pretty similar with what kind of player Aaron Banks is, and I think safe is just the biggest word that comes to mind when you draft him as high as the 49ers drafted him. They just want someone who can pass block and not get pushed back, and they can get a couple of yards behind him when they're running, but he's not going to be somebody who's going to give surplus value and be this like this player that is uh, you know, serving up highlights and, and blocking people 15 yards down the field. Yeah, You're not getting Quentin Nelson. That's running yeah, down, and even, screaming, and even and as a mauler. Yeah, no, and that's the other thing is I didn't see a lot of highlights as a mauler. There are times that he would pancake guys, and you know he's much bigger than dudes, but he didn't like. He's not a road grader either. He didn't kill people inside. Yeah, wasn't giving you that. So mm-hmm. again, I, I hope he's a starter. I hope that he's good. I I do think that there's value there. Again, blocking guys right in front of him does a good job doing that extremely well. So like a big wall, it's really hard to get around him as a pass protector thought he was really good. It just was a little shocking to see the lack of movement skills, in my opinion, in comparison to what I've seen from 49ers offense alignment in recent years, but maybe they're, like you said, kind of going away from that a little bit. And he's part of that transition. That is 49ers second round draft pick Aaron Banks. If you agree, if you disagree, feel free. Hit us up on Twitter at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. I want to talk a little bit about TEU tomorrow. George Kittle and about 40 or 50 other tight ends in the NFL working out. Saw some clips there, what they're learning. Want to run some things by Croc with that. And uh, Croc is going to critique my list of the top wide receivers from now until the end of their careers, top wide receivers right now going forward, not who's going to be good this year, but for the rest of career rankings that Matt Williamson and I did. And I know wide receivers are one of Crocker's specialties, so he's going to tell us where we went right and wrong with that list tomorrow, right here, Lockdown 49ers.